everyone welcome back to season two of shit talks my name is gabby i'll be your host for today super excited to be back well today we're going to be talking about mental health and i'm really excited for the people we have here today i'm going to give everyone a chance to introduce themselves say your name pronoun and a little bit about what you guys do so i'll pass it over here hi i'm charlie uh, nutley um i'm a pa for my sister she's an artist and i go by he him how y'all doing uh, my name is Uriel. Well, you can call me Atlas. Atlas Quest is my stage name. I'm a singer, songwriter, and rapper, uh, sneakerhead, and you know, fashion icon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my pronouns are he and him. You know, happy to be here. Uh, my name's Rita Carmona. I'm a reimagining democracy organizer with Chicago Votes. I use she/her/aya pronouns, and yeah. Cool. Let's go. <laughs> thank you, guys. Um, so just starting off, I just want to thank everyone for being here. I think that the conversation of mental health, I think, has been um, definitely become more, you know what I'm saying, more frequent. But I think it's still a difficult conversation to have and, and a very vulnerable conversation to have. So I just appreciate you all for being here and, and being willing, you know, to talk some shit and just keep it real. So I think just to start off, I would say... Um, when you think of the term even like mental health, like what are the first things that come to your mind? For me, mental health is like your kind of thought process throughout the day, mm. you know, where some days I could wake up and I'm just like, yo, today, carpe diem, conquer the shit out of everything. Another day I'll just be like, so today might be my last day on earth. Mm. Um, so yeah, that's just like, it's kind of where your mental state is at. You know, some people don't have to deal with depression and anxiety and must be great. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I think that's what mental health is kind of like, just where your mental state is at. Like I think what you're saying where it is this kind of just like day-to-day -day mental experience that like we all have a state of mind, we all have like that relationship and healthiness in our own minds and our own bodies. But then I also think about kind of like the complex around it. Like there's a whole, like I think therapy and I think um, like drugs and prescription drugs. And I think about the kind of like advertisements around it. Like I think there's a lot of people saying things about mental health and I don't think there's as much like critical engagement with what mental health can be. So I think, especially now, I think it's coming up a lot more it's a lot more popular of a topic to talk about mental health than it was for like previous generations but i think the conversation around it can still be restricted by the ideas of what we have about health in general and then about like our own mental selves uh, i mean outside of like my own personal journey with mental health is how i think i feel like being okay even within that even within that is still like a privilege I think about like access to mental health and like resources and personally going through that and realizing like I think in a way I definitely agree that I think the conversation has become more popular and like we definitely talk about it um, 
I think in a way now that it comes up all the time, right? You see it on, on like social media, like, right. yeah, like self-care this, self-care that. And, and I think in like digestible ways, we are able to talk about mental health. But I think that when we're talking about like, I guess the range of what that really looks like, you know what I'm saying? Like seeking help. Um, or like you said, you're, you know, like some days I'm good and some days it's like, I don't know how this day is going to end. You know what I'm saying? And like, I think that that range of like, what the actual day-to-day looks like I think I'm not so sure if we really like have like broken that barrier yet where we feel like um or I personally feel like like the conversation is more frequent but I, I think it's still very surface level um and so I'm, I'm interested in seeing you know what are some things um that for you guys you feel like don't come up often enough in like the conversation about mental health so let's let's talk about the the kind of the darkest side of mental health which can ultimately lead to somebody, you know, being like, you know what, nah, I'm done, you know, just everything gets too much and it's just like, I'm peaced out, you know, and that's not necessarily like checking, like, because you can, because there's stages to it, there's like me checking out, you know, you'd be doing your favorite thing and then you'd be like, I'm not having fun doing my favorite thing anymore and that, that really, that sucks because it's like something that brings you joy, it's just like, you're not even connected to anymore. And then you just, you go from living to existing and then it kind of trickles down to where you're like, okay, like nothing, nothing matters anymore. I think a lot of what can be solved is, um, and I think uh, most people have trouble with this, is they're not kind to themselves. And you know, there's a voice, that voice inside your head, um, maybe it's from trauma or just uh, all the things we're throwing in our face not telling us that we're not good enough. Um, you know, some people, it's an uphill battle. Um, there is a metaphor that, uh, you know, suicide is similar to uh, being stuck in a burning building high-rise. And, you know, it comes down to do you want to die by the flames or do you want to die from the fall? Mm-hmm. And that's, that's the kind of mentality that people with mental health and mental with bad mental health have. They feel like there's no point, that there's no way out of this, you know, that for them it's this huge choice of I don't want to die by the flames. And the flames is in this sense, you know, like depression, you know, inadequacy, um, any external factor that we may not see that is affecting them. And I think because of that, um, so many people can't see through the situation that it's it's temporary and it's a permanent solution and you know I've struggled with the same thoughts and it, sometimes at night it gets harder to you know want to go to sleep and wake up in the morning and put your shoes on to keep going but you know it's just about being kinder and continuing that kind of effort I think too like in everything you guys are saying like there's so many pieces within that And I think a lot of times mental health, we perceive it as something that's personal. Like Mm -hmm. I'm alone. I, you know, especially when you're going through a really bad episode or just bad episode as in like, could be years of your life, you know, you feel like you are alone in that building and it's on fire and that's the only decision you have. And I think the reality is, is so many people feel that way all the fucking time. And that doesn't erase the reality of like depression, of trauma, of anxiety, but it also puts it within context. When you are going, when you're experiencing depression, anxiety, and especially if you're at the point of suicidal thoughts, 
or like suicidal ideation, you're so alone. You feel so alone. And that's like part of what is so painful about it. And I think that really taps into to what it means to be a human being. What it means to be in connection with other people is that like we never want to feel alone. And so when we live in a system that is lighting the building on fire, when we live in a system that is like shouting from the floor of the building being like fucking jump, you know what I mean? Like what else are you supposed to do? And so it's like that systemic understanding of where mental health comes from can also give us context to understand how we grow through that and how we come come to the other side. I think a lot of people work on that same mentality of like just going on autopilot and before they know it like that becomes their life. You know what I'm saying? I th I think I think a lot about like people who um like for me, I'm very vocal about mental health because it's just like, how can I not be? Like the shit takes up <laughs> so much of my life. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's almost like I, like if I don't, I'd be like cheating myself. You know what I'm saying? And, and making it harder for myself in the long run. But like, because I'm so open to it, when I come across people who, are, you know, don't have um, those type of conversations as often and it's like a sour subject or, you know, and especially with people, I think from like older generations, I think have had, like, no doubt have definitely had much harder, um, I think, in general than younger generations have. But I think in the sense of mental health, I've heard a lot of, like, older folks. And this isn't to, like, like bash anyone. But I, I hear a lot of, like, older folks be like, depression, like, ain't no time to be depressed. Like, you just, you got to go to work. Like, you got, you know, like, like oh, if I had, like, like no, you just got to keep busy. Like, you know what I'm like, what you need is a hobby. What you need is you need to do something, you mm -hmm. know? And I think about um, the people who say that, and I don't think that they're people who lives are perfect. Like, right. if anything, are people who I feel like I've gone through worse shit than I have. And I think that the difference is that their coping mechanism, instead of, like, for me, it's like, shit, I need help. Like, I need to talk to somebody about this. And even that is a privilege to, e to be able to vocalize and, and come to the conclusion of, like, I need to seek out someone to, like, help me. You know what I'm saying? Versus other people who are like, what help? This is just the way things are. This is the way right. things always been. Like, I need to, like, provide for other people. I need to pay rent. I need to make sure my kids are going to school. I need to make sure, you know, and before you know it, like, that just becomes the autopilot. You know what I'm saying? Of, like, well, I got to work three jobs to make sure I make this shit, you know, work. And before you know it, like, time passes you by. And, and, you, and it is possible, I think, sometimes to bury things, you know what I'm saying? Um, and just keep going, but... And then, and I think that how like that's how like people get brewed into like what depression like you just need to work you just need to do something when whole time is like shit you probably need to talk to somebody more than I do you know what I'm saying yeah, right. you know? <laughs> um, and and that's okay you know what I'm saying but I think that I think that that brings me to like I don't know just thinking about access a lot it's so wild how hard it is to get a therapist uh, I got on Medicaid after like uh, the thing at We'll talk about, like, even when you get access, how, like, shit that can be. Mm -hmm. But I literally called, you know, all the list of providers, and they're like, oh, this one doesn't take your insurance no more. Or this one's a six- to eight-week, you know, wait list. And it's, like, all that. I got put on this wait list? Fam, it's been six to eight weeks, and I still ain't got no call. Mm -hmm. So... It's just mad difficult out here to, to talk to a therapist. And that's, like, high-key one of the reasons why I went and got four jobs. Because, like, bro, I can't talk to nobody, you know. 
Yeah, you could talk to friends and whatnot, but at the end of the day, it's like, you want to talk to a professional to be like, all right, bro, like how and what patterns and what systems mm -hmm. can I like take to alleviate some of this like mental stress, you know? But like you said, you know, we're not necessarily looking for solutions, but just right. to be like, all right, how can I make sure depression does not kick my ass today? Uh, or, you know, anxiety, just feeling mad paranoid or whatnot, you know? So the fact that, yeah, it's it's been mad crazy to, to get a therapist is, you know, it is ridiculous because that not, not only necessarily falls on, like, the system, but it's like, you know, the older generation would be like, oh, you know, there's enough, you know, psychiatrists and therapists in the world. Really? Why the fuck am I on a six to eight wait list, you know? So, yeah, shit is fucking ridiculous. Yeah, I think, too, I think therapy, like you're saying, like, there isn't enough access, and it's an amazing resource. Like, I went to therapy. I don't really see my therapist anymore, but she's still, like, my therapist, you know? But for, like, seven years, like, every week for, like, seven years, I was talking to a therapist. And I would, like, in no way... I probably wouldn't be here, and I probably wouldn't be here in the way that I am if it weren't for those seven years of therapy. And I think a lot of what I learned from that, though, is that so many of the resources that can help you process and, like, grow through your mental health are around you outside of therapy, too. Like, I think being in community, like, doing collective work, like, doing something creative, being in nature, like, taking time to slow down and really be with yourself and allow yourself to just like release whatever is inside you, like that is so powerful. And I think a lot of times therapy got me to the place where I could do those things. Mm -hmm. But I think like being able, having a community of people, I think makes so much more of an impact than people really understand. And I think being able to be vulnerable with, with people is really, really powerful. And I think not just vulnerable in like talking about how you feel, but like expressing how you feel and like creating something around what you feel like mm -hmm. and doing that with other people can help release so much. Like can help like, yeah, like release that tension can help kind of get you to the next place, even if it's just for the day, you know? And so I think, I think it's super important for people to go to therapy. And I think mental health in that sense of what it is needs to be more accessible and like like you said, it's sad and it's ridiculous that it's not. I just I think too that people when we expand the way that we understand what mental health is, we can also expand the way that we think about how we have a healthy mental health, you know? I feel like we're rewarded. Like we definitely live in like an individualistic, capitalistic culture, right? Where like like it's all about like I did it on my own, like you know what I'm saying? Like nobody helped me. Um you know, like, I got me, and I definitely am a victim to that mentality as well, like, not even, like, too far removed from, like, the present, you know what I'm saying, like, definitely, I think that, you know, what I'm hearing a lot of, you, of what you guys are saying is, like, relying, like, outside of just, like, like, yes, like, professional help, right, which we talked is, like, not necessarily, like, the first thing you can do, because, like, access is real as fuck, and that might be a big barrier that, you know, you have to go through outside of even coming to the point where you're, like, hmm, maybe I need to talk to somebody. Like, getting to that point, like, how many things have to happen for us to, like, come to that point if you're not 
um, born in, in, in a family or in a culture or whatever where like people are on, obviously are always talking about that right so like you have to go through all these things to get to the point where you're like damn I think it's time to seek help and then you want to and then come to find out like that's another barrier and now you're on a two month wait list that you may or may not hear back from you feel me and like I feel you because I definitely have been on a two month wait list myself and I'm I'm just like and it's wild because even like the people who are like on the other line I'm like two months like I remember being like ain't no way like yeah. ain't no fucking way like like people don't got two months yeah. you know what I'm saying like people don't know how they're gonna make it through the day you feel me so like mm-hmm. I think I love that you guys brought up the importance of like community support and something I learned recently which I'm like I'm gonna fuck up the dates and stuff but the term stress wasn't even used for human beings until mm-hmm. like after World War Two or World War One or something because people started having like PTSD. And so stress was really only used for people who experienced war. And then as like, and it was called, it was all, there's like, there's so much around it, but like PTSD used to be called like shell shock syndrome or something like they've really watered it down to make it a lot more of like an accessible, like this thing that doesn't even sound like that big of a deal. And like so many people have PTSD, you know, I know so many people that are like, that's a diagnosis I have. Like I was diagnosed with PTSD when I was younger. And so it's like, what does that really mean? You know, like when the original definition of this word, one, first wasn't even human, two was associated with like wartime, three, now it's associated with like the experiences you have from like having a difficult childhood you know and that's very valid because trauma can like exist in so many different ways Mm -hmm. but I think you also see how like the world has changed over time like when different generations talk about different experiences with mental health there was a different experience of being alive Mm -hmm. like even you look at the way like inflation has worked you look at minimum wage like people can't afford the things they used to be able to afford when you could survive on like bread and eggs and you knew at least you could buy like fucking rice and beans and eggs and you could afford like a cheap little part like you knew even if things were really really hard that you could have a house over your head something to eat and your kid could go and have like the barest minimum of a decent education like there's there's so many people who can't say that anymore Mm -hmm. and that's going to change the way we think about mental health like that's going to change the relationship we have to it because it is like deteriorating like we are being like we're not only isolating ourselves from like our own cultural upbringings and like what we're taught as people living in the united states especially to be individual but we're also like isolating each other like we're telling ourselves the more you tell yourself like i'm on my own and i can do this on my own and like that we keep telling each other that and teaching people that like that becomes reality and so i think with the pandemic it's really interesting because the reality is most people at least that i've talked to about the pandemic one are either like i've been through worse pandemics (laughs) like this is nothing two are like i've been through worse period like you think this is bad like you listen to the shit i've been through and so i think like the pandemic is huge it's literally a pandemic you know Mm -hmm. people are literally dying because of like a cough that's being passed around is literally killing people you know like that's serious that's real and at the same time people have been dying for things that are totally solvable for years you know like 
this entire country has been killing people for things that are for no reason except for some people to be wealthy since it started. And that that is also, you know, you can call that a pandemic too. And so it's like when we talk about COVID and when we talk about mental health, if we don't put it in the context of like the world that we're living in and the way that it's changed over time and the way that we continue to change it over time, then we're like not really having a conversation about it. You know what I mean? And so I think that's how sometimes like I said, like the infographic on Instagram or whatever, like things can get boiled down so much where those things are still true. But if you don't put them in like this whole context of understanding, they don't really matter. And they're only going to apply to like 17 and a half people because most people aren't at a place where they can actually worry or deal with those things. Uh, my concluding thoughts are not everyone is equipped to even know that they need help or ask for help or, you know, do the things in which, like, we make it um, seem simple, you know? And so I guess, like, I feel like that's where, like, empathy comes in and, like, giving people grace and knowing, like, at the end of the day, like, we don't know, like, collectively, like, this is a crazy-ass world that we live in, but also individually, like, people are fighting all kinds of battles that we don't know of. And so... Um, again, tapping into your empathy and realizing that it's not easy to just like come out and be like, yeah, I'm just gonna get some help or, you know, come to that conclusion. Um, I, I do wanna just thank you guys so much again for being here and being vulnerable and keeping it real and talking about some real shit, you know? Um, thank you guys so much. I got yeah. Thank you, guys.